What's up, you guys? It's Graham here. So let's discuss one of my favorite strategies to building wealth in real estate. Now, this is a strategy that usually takes a little bit more work than other strategies of investing, but in real estate, you get out of it what you put in it. And this strategy is the epitome of cash flow, equity, and just being a total boss in real estate. This is also a strategy that ends up raising your net worth really damn quick. And this is called the Burr Method of Real Estate Investing. It basically just uses the profit and equity from one property to fund the next property through strategic leverage. It's hard to say strategic leverage. Strategic leverage. Say that, say that five times. And then the profit and equity of that place is going to fund the next place, which is then going to fund the next place. And then pretty soon, after a while, you have an army of homes that are just throwing cash at you every single month. So let's discuss every step of this and exactly what I do in the process. Now, the first step is to actually buy something. Mind blown, oh my God, revolutionary here, but for real though, is to actually go and buy a property. Now, of course, when you buy something, you need to buy something that makes sense. The property not only needs to cash flow, but there needs to be an opportunity for extra equity, either buying it under market value or adding equity through strategic renovations. And most deals, unfortunately, will not work. I wanna say probably 95% of properties out there, it just doesn't make sense to buy. So when it comes to this, you need to be better than the average person when it comes to buying real estate. You need to be an expert. You need to see everything on the market to get an idea of what things are selling for and be able to successfully estimate what you can get for the property with what renovations you spend on it. And you also need to have the patience to wait around for a deal that fits your criteria before you actually buy it. This is not something impossible to do. People do this every single day, but you do need to have some knowledge about what you're doing to be able to identify the right property. And this brings me to step number two, and that is is renovate. And this is the best way to add equity to a property is by spending money, fixing it up, and then you will profit the difference between what you're in it and what the home is worth after you're done renovating it. And from my perspective, this is usually the easiest and best way to increase the value of a property. And most places that need renovation price themselves accordingly. And by doing the work yourself, you're able to often do it much cheaper than if you're able to pay for someone's already completed work. And by doing that, you make the difference between what you're in it and again, what the property is worth when you're done. Now with this comes the really fun part and that is putting your own style and touches and finishes in the property. Now even though I recommend going pretty neutral, especially if you're gonna be doing something to rent out or for somebody else, you can still put your own touches and personality on this and still like have just so much fun renovating a property and just kind of making it your own. But when it comes to renovating, it's not all fun and games. There's a fine line between the money that you spend and what you can spend to get the highest ROI on that property. For instance, you can end up saving a lot of money by doing carpet throughout the entire house. But the downside of being cheap and doing this is that you're gonna end up making less rental income. And not only that, but carpet will need to be replaced much more frequently than let's say hardwood or laminate. And by doing that, you're gonna actually end up earning less money and spending more money over time replacing the carpet than had you just done it right from the beginning. Compare this to laminate flooring, for instance, which is more expensive up front, but you're gonna be able to get higher rental income and it's gonna be more durable long-term, which means you won't have to replace it as often as carpet. Also, properties with laminate hardwood flooring generally sell higher than those with carpet. So there's always a fine balance between the money that you spend renovating a property and what you can get as a return for those renovations. You never wanna go too high-end that it doesn't make you your money back, but you don't wanna go so low-end that it ends up costing you more in the long-term in the sense of missed opportunity cost. And in order to be 
able to determine what the expected ROI is, it's really important that you look at everything else in the market and see what other places are going for. This also gives you a really good idea about what renovations are common for the area and what you can expect to get if you had those similar renovations. Now, personally for me, I like doing light cosmetic renovations. I do not like spending money on foundation issues, plumbing issues, roof issues, electrical issues. I like to keep it pretty surface level and I would ideally like all of those other things that you don't see to already be in good shape. Now my favorites are properties in the 70s, 80s, and 90s and these are homes that have usually been updated over time. It's just cosmetically, they just look old, disgusting, and depressing, and dated. So with these, it's really easy just to swap out the floors, redo kitchens, bathrooms, and paint and landscape and usually that's good enough to bring it up to date. And that is also pretty easy stuff that many contractors can do in a matter of a few weeks or maybe a month to two months. And it's generally these very minor cosmetic things that have the biggest ROI on what you spend on a renovation, especially when it comes to rental income. Now there should be another step right here in between renovate and refinance, so you should rent out the property. And by the way, you should already have an idea of what you can get for rent before you even buy and renovate the property. There should be no surprises what you can get for rent by the time you're done with this. And the property should rent high enough to pay all of your expenses, including your mortgage, property taxes, repairs, insurance, and everything else that goes along with that, plus cash flow on top of that. And like I said, most properties will not fit this criteria. You need to find probably the one in 50 that actually makes sense to buy at the right price that has enough equity in it where you can also rent it out for a profit. The rental income you get from this too is going to show the bank that you have a property that's cash flowing, that's making money, and by doing so, the bank is more likely to lend you money on that deal. And this helps for the next step, and that is refinance. This is where you do what's called a cash out refinance. This is where a bank appraises your property for higher than what you bought it for, then gives you a new loan that wipes out the old loan, and then they give you what's called cash at closing. So as an example, let's say you bought a property for $200,000 and you put 20% down. This means you're in it $40,000 and your loan is $160,000. So then let's assume you spend $30,000 fixing it up to add equity to the property. So your total investment at this point is $70,000. Your $40,000 down payment plus $30,000 on renovations equals $70,000. Now let's say the property is now worth $280,000. If you get your same 80% loan on the property, this means that you can get a new loan at $280,000, which equals $224,000. Meaning that when you do this, you can pay off the previous loan of $160,000 and come up with an extra $64,000 cash at closing. Now you pretty much just got $64,000 back of your $70,000 investment, meaning now you only have $6,000 tied up in this property on a cash flowing deal that you can then use that extra $64,000 to buy the next property. And this is where you begin doing this process all over again. Now keep in mind many banks have what's called a seasoning period. And this basically means that there's a seasoning time between the time you buy the house and between the time that they give you the new appraised value of the property. Most banks have six month seasoning period, which means you need to wait six months between the time you buy the property to the time you finance that first loan. This means you can't just go and buy a house, fix it up, renovate it, 
rent it out, and within two months later, go and refinance that property and do it again. You'll need to wait usually six months, somewhere as long as a year. And honestly, this isn't something I can imagine doing more than once every probably eight to 10 months anyway. It takes a lot of work to find the right property, to renovate it, to rent it out, to go through the process with the bank. It takes a while. I can't imagine doing this like every other month. That would just be an insane amount of work. I don't even know if that would be possible. So honestly, the seasoning period doesn't really matter that much. Six months isn't really that long to wait anyway. It goes by in the blink of an eye, so it really shouldn't make that big of a difference. And then from there, you pretty much just repeat the process over again with the next one. And the advantage here is that every time you buy a property under market value, you increase your net worth between what you bought it for and what the house is worth. And by fixing it up, you also increase your net worth and cash flow at the same time. And the higher your net worth and the more cash flow you have and the more equity you have in a property, the more likely banks are to lend you more money to continue the process if you have cash flowing real estate. This is by far my favorite strategy. And like I said, this leaves you with a trail of just cash flowing real estate behind you every single time you do this. And yes, this isn't necessarily the easiest strategy out there. It takes a lot of work to find and identify a property. It takes a lot of work to then go and buy it and renovate it. But this is a process that is entirely worth it. It's also my favorite strategy because you're really just adding equity to properties, borrowing against it, and then using that money to then go and buy something else. So this is a strategy, if you put in the initial upfront work, as long as you have the money for a down payment and renovations, you can use that to take you a very long way. And this, you guys, is the introduction to the Burr method of real estate investing and exactly why I like this method so much. So as always, you guys, thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you watched it all the way through, you haven't subscribed already, make sure to smash that subscribe button. Also feel free to smash the like button and the notification bell so YouTube notifies you anytime I upload a video. Also feel free to add me on Snapchat and Instagram. I post it pretty much daily, so if you want to be a part of it there, feel free to add me there. Also, if you guys are interested in real estate, I have a free Facebook group talking about real estate. If you're a real estate agent, investor, wholesaler, or, you just, or you're into real estate, it's a private Facebook group. It's an amazing community. We have over 3,000 members in there. And everyone is super helpful, so if you want to add yourself to that group, the link is in the description. Thank you so much for watching again, and until next time.